This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again and always again and brought to you by poppyapparel.com. Go to poppyapparel.com for all your women shopping needs. Well, clothing, that is. And anything to do with clothing. So I guess like accessories and stuff. Go check them out. It's poppyapparel.com. They have everything from Samo, Samalala? From, oh, off to a great start. From summer apparel to accessories to dresses to winter clothing. Everything you need and in between. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off your next shipment and it's free shipping worldwide. You could listen to, if you're into terrestrial radio or internet radio and you have nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon, tune into EMZT Radio. I am on their podcast block from the time of 1 to about 6 or 5-ish. I don't know, but I'm usually on around 3.30 or 4, so check me out there. And obviously, you could check me out on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. And while you're there checking me out, make sure to rate, subscribe, and no. Not rate. Give me a five-star rating. Don't even rate. I don't care. I don't want no zeros or ones or twos or threes or fours. I just want fives. Give me a five-star rating. Give me a review. Give me a like. Give me a thumbs up. Whatever it is on whatever platform you're listening to, please, it helps out. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Finger Styles, as usual. The podcast dap at gmail.com. You could also follow the podcast, Twitter, at the podcast dap. All right, so as promised, this week's guest is another funny person. At least I find her funny. She has appeared in over 70 commercials and a bunch of guest starring roles in film and television. She's also a stand-up comedian with regular spots at such places like the Comedy Store and the Laugh Factory. She also hosts two podcasts, one by herself called Drinking During Business Hours and the other co-hosted called Jimmy and Sarah on the Sunset Strip. Ladies and gentlemen, this week I have Sarah J. Halstead. Yay! Hi! Hi, Steve. How's it going? Thanks for having me on the podcast. 
Not a problem. Thanks for agreeing for coming on, of course. Yeah, I'm a fan of the show. I subscribe, I listen, and yeah, I really enjoy it. I think we found each other on Twitter. Well, that's where I find pretty much all my guests tell you the truth. Yeah, you know what? Me too. Yeah, and Instagram. Oh, but you know what? I haven't had that much luck on... I haven't had that much luck on Instagram recently with people. It's more, I have more connection with people on Twitter for some odd reason. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Well, I think um, it just depends. You know, for LA, it's really easy to to, um, cultivate relationships with the locals. Uh, other creatives that you don't necessarily know, but, you know, you, you notice that they're kind of in the grind and um, a lot of comedians, a lot of, you know, hashtag actor's life kind of thing. So they just happen to be in Los Angeles. Right. So I've actually made a lot of friendships where now we, like, get together, we meet for coffee. We're kind of like, you know, each, each other's cheerleader. And uh, Twitter is more of, like, the distant relationships, you know, the people out of town. Right. It's a little more political for me. And I oh. love using Twitter to uh, to test jokes. Yeah. It's, it's 140 characters is the perfect amount of time to, to create a premise, set up, and punch. And I like to test it. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, usually if it slays on Twitter, it will slay on the stage. Well, yeah, you know what? It's true because the Twitter crowd is pretty rough sometimes. So, Yeah, oh, they, they, I know right away <laughs> if it's not a strong joke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that yeah, is not- true. It's not as bad as a live crowd, that's for sure. They can they can be really um, animalistic if they don't like a joke. But you know, but Twitter, it's like you know, I, I can tell if it doesn't do well because I just won't get any likes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's true too, right? That's exactly yes. true. Well, speaking of stand up, what do you prefer doing most of all the hats that you wear? Stand up, podcasting, commercials, movies, TV. Well. Uh, right now, I'm I'm just really entrenched in stand-up comedy. It's okay. been this way for about three years. I've done it intermittently for about 20. Oh, and, wow. uh, but mainly, I was in the past, I was doing improv. Right. And I wasn't really that serious about it. I did improv uh, in New York City at a place called Caroline's. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun, a great venue. And it was a great experience. And... Um, then I would, you know, kind of just go off and do stand-up every now and then, but not very seriously. Right. But enough to know that I really enjoyed it, and I preferred it over improv. And then when I moved to Los Angeles about three years ago, I had decided to just really hunker down and try to become a professional comic and do it, you know, and and try to up my ante right. and hold my own on stage. So um, all the other stuff is also very stimulating, but nothing really is as addictive and gives me that high <laughs> and that rush right. as stand-up comedy. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Because you're, like you said before, in front of a live crowd, it could either be very brutal or it could be very satisfying, right? Right. It, it kind of reminds me of theater a little bit. You know, the same kind of, I, I've done theater for a long time. Oh, wow. I started okay. in my youth at a very young age doing theater. And I was always kind of addicted to that live applause and the butterflies knowing that I could not get a second take like this is it, you know? And so I, I knew that I was addicted to that feeling 
Um, and then, you know, with stand up, it, it's kind of that same rush. And just to know that it's the most difficult thing, really, that you could pull off, that also is part of the rush for me, if that makes sense. Oh, no, it definitely makes sense. I've said it before on the show, like just the adrenaline in life that you get from certain aspects yeah. of doing stuff, like if you're an adrenaline junkie of any some sort. If everyone says the right. same thing, if they were able to bottle that feeling, they'd be the richest person on earth. Oh, I think so. So what what kind of things do you like? I'm also an adrenaline. So like, oh, no, do you jump me. out of planes? And oh, stuff? no, get the hell out of here. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said you were. <laughs> no, I'm saying in general people. Like, I understand like when people say that because like the, the last time I ever felt this was probably in school because I used to perform a lot in band and play sports. So... I used to oh. be in front of live uh, crowds, like big crowds, right? And it, it never phased yeah, me, yeah. and I'd have solos and this and that. But um, and then you'd hear that that uh, that applaud, and yeah, like I still remember to this day, and it's been like twenty years ago or so. So yeah, Aww, it's crazy. That's really neat. What did you play in band? I was in band too. <laughs> okay, what now we have play? something in common. I play the saxophone. Me too. Oh, shut oh, up! That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Which yeah, type of saxophone, played, though? Like, everything. Oh, Baritone really? sax, alto sax, tenor sax. Oh, okay. No, I just played alto. Oh, okay. Um, it's a great instrument, isn't it? It is, but it's super expensive, so I had to stop playing. <laughs> well, you know, for me, it was just super loud and expensive, oh, but it is loud. That's true. And I've been living in apartments ever since my, you know, my adulthood you know right. i moved to new york city oh, at a pretty gotcha. young age and yeah, i just yeah. it's just too loud it's not an apartment building like friendly instrument <laughs> no that's you know? for sure not kidding yeah but in all honestly is there any instrument that's apartment friendly if you think about it <laughs> no no i mean i uh right now i have an upright piano and okay. i'm always kind of apprehensive to play because I feel like even if I play it during the day, I feel like my neighbors can probably hear it. Right. And it puts pressure on me to play well. And there's a difference, you know, as a musician, I'm sure you know this, there's a difference between practicing and right. playing. That's true. So I could play, you know, but it's just not as productive as practicing. And I feel badly for my neighbors having to hear me repeat a measure you know, right. and like in my case, I probably had to repeat it about a hundred times, <laughs> you know. No, that's so cool. Yeah, because I totally understand because with me is I would practice actually reading the notes and going through the scales. But then I would hear a song and try to play it on the sax. So it would be, a lot, like you said, a lot of repeating. So to someone who yeah. doesn't know any better, to just think, oh, what the hell is this guy doing? This guy must suck. Why does he keep fucking up? This guy really sucks. Yeah. But I tell you, there's no noise that I adore like if I were um, in front of James Lipton and he said what sound do you love you know from the actors uh, have you ever watched that show the actors um, oh what's it called with James Lipton I have no it's idea who that man is and he's like what sound do you love the most well anyway uh, it's escaping my mind right now but the sound that I love the most is hearing someone practice the piano from a distance really Wow. Oh, I just, oh, it's just, it's like, it, that is, it's just the most soothing, most wonderful sound. I guess it's just nostalgic. It takes me back to my childhood. Right. You know, when I had practice scales. Mm -hmm. So I just love it. I, and I love going into, you know, like an audition. I used to do some, you know, musical theater and 
I love walking up the steps and I can hear the piano, you know, right. from the distance and someone, you know, dancing to it or, yeah, I, I like it, but that's just me. I mean, I don't know if my neighbors would like it much. <laughs> See, I'm a weirdo. As much as I was, I guess, someone who played an instrument, I like, to me, music isn't a must have anymore in my life. So to me, I don't know what my favorite sound would be, honestly. I, I w it wouldn't oh, really? be something musical, that's for sure. You know what? As much as I hate to admit it, it would have to be something sexual. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's I'm yeah, trying to I, think I have what those though. sounds, too, that I like. Either a, a nice moan from <laughs> my wife or something. That's always nice but, to yeah, hear, but like, yeah. And I like, you know, like, I like the sound. I go to a coffee shop. Okay. Um, a particular coffee shop called Stir Crazy in L.A. to write. And I only go because they have a screen door. Okay. And I like the way it sounds when it opens and shuts. <laughs> That's super weird. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm sensitive to sound. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> well, you, we, all, we also mentioned it off the top that you were born in Flint, correct? Yeah, yeah I'm a Flint girl through and through. Okay, well, um, one thing before you get into any Flint stories, because I'm sure you have a bunch of them, but... <laughs> We have another thing in common. My actual little cousin just got drafted to the OHL team in Flint, and he's going oh. out for tryouts any week now. So do you have any places where that's good to hit? Is there what, any advice he should? Because he, he's, he's a young lad. He's like 17, 18. So okay. what, what advice do you have for a young athlete in a small town of Flint? Oh, boy. My <laughs> advice is to stay out of trouble because, you know, there's just not much to do. I'm sure he's a good kid. No, he, or he wouldn't have yeah. come this far, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But there's just not a lot to do. Um, they, I mean, they're trying to revive it. Downtown Flint right. is pretty cool. They have some interesting coffee shops and some hipster vaping places. You know, like uh, yeah, it's it's getting a little better with interesting quirky shops and such. But there's just they're kind of a depressed town as you I'm, I, I'm sure you're aware the world is aware right I mean the one the one positive thing that's happened with this whole water crisis is that people are now aware of this town that's just been treated very very poorly for a long time you know even before the water mm -hmm. it's been such a depressed town I mean Michael Moore tried to sh shed light on it and it had a little bit of publicity but then when the water crisis happened, now I feel like people are on deck and they get it and they're right. at least, you know, at least they're trying, they're trying to help. Well, here's the important question. Do you go back still on a ride? Do you still have family there or, or is it just, yeah, that's it, you're I done? I kind of do, yeah. Oh, okay. I have a ton of family there and I even own property there. Oh, it's so shit. funny. I have a joke. It's like my I'm so bad with money that my one investment property is in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> well, I actually thought it would be smart to have an apartment, a condo in Flint. So, yeah. That's, well, you uh, never know because like here in Toronto, there's a whole bunch of hipsters that cleaned up literally the bad parts that we used to call like crack town and whore town in Toronto. Yeah, where now it's all hipsters. There's like art galleries. There's like you said, vape shops. There's uh, yeah. coffee shops, karaoke bars, all that stuff now. And they pretty much cleaned it up. So who knows? And now real estate out there is like booming. So maybe the okay. same thing will happen in Flint. You never know. You, know what? you never know. It happened to Detroit. So Detroit is like the, the it place to live now. And just right. a decade ago, they were blowing up buildings because they didn't want to pay the taxes, you know? so That's so crazy. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, so you're right. I, I remain an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to. You have to. What, how, what, other, what other way is there to be, really? Like, I, whenever I run into negative people or cynical people, right. I, just, right. like, I just wonder, I mean, how is that working out for them? You know? Well, I don't know. I'm kind of cynical, and it's working out pretty good for me. Is it? Are you a cynic? <laughs> you don't seem. You seem pretty like an upbeat guy. No, I uh, see. That's why I'm the nicest asshole you'll meet. Because even though I'll tell you how it is, at the same time, I, I'm a gla- I'm a guy with the glass half empty all the time. I don't know. Can people from Toronto be assholes? I mean, I don't. The Canadians are so friendly. Midwesterners that's are true. so friendly to a fault. Right. I, I have a bit. I, I say that I'm the. Uh, I, I'm from the Midwest, which means I'm passive aggressive as fuck. Okay. I was the girl that would break up with you, then give you the best blowjob you ever had because oh, wow. she didn't want any hard feelings. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like the Midwest. It's like, okay, they're, they're just so afraid of like confrontation and um, they want oh. everything to just be really rosy, but. But yeah, they, they really kind of have coined the term passive-aggressive. See, but not here in Toronto. You see, you have it all wrong. I think you're thinking more the rest of Canada. But in Toronto, we have like a mixing pot of everything. So you have, I'm sorry That's to say, true. you have like the, you have the crazy Latinas, the crazy Europeans, like you have the okay. Asians, you have everyone. So if you piss off the wrong race at a certain time, they're coming after you and it's hell. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds exciting. I'd like to move there. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, maybe you'll blend in. Well, I'm sure you'll be a hit with the guys, that's for sure. Oh, well, thanks. I think that is a compliment. Well, now it's, well, it's kind of a backhanded compliment because they're just going to keep breaking up with you. Oh, are they? Well, oh, what is it? Like, uh, why, why is that? What, what, is, what is the type of guy there? No, it's, it's because they want the free blowjob afterwards. That's why. It's because they want a what? They want the free blowjob afterwards. Going back to my joke. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I tend to go back to stuff. I apologize. I'm not that quick, Steve. I'm not that quick. <laughs> I'm from oh, there you go. You said oh, it, not really me. Good. Well, that actually gives an idea for a tag with that joke. So thanks for that. Oh, no problem. I'm always here, willing to help. <laughs> see, Tron. See, that's the core of a Trontonian, I guess. Yeah, that's a good quality. But um, when you started off in comedy, I noticed because I, I actually do, I hate saying it, I do do my research. But when you first started doing stand up, you used to go by the name Sarah J. No Halstead, just Sarah J. Yeah, I did. Any reason for the change? Or is it you just wanted to add your last name? Did you get married or something? No, no. There's a, um, a notorious porn star named Sarah J. Of course. And she's course. just gaining in popularity. You know what I'm saying? It's like really just making me feel, you know, like I was, I was <laughs> literally feeling in competition with oh. her. Like I would, I, you know, I would go and see how many followers she had versus me on a daily basis. And, and our, we kind of looked alike from the neck up. Like, she's blonde. Oh, shut we up. have very similar features. Yeah. But she had the, she has the worst boob job of any porn star I've ever seen. Like, it's almost suspect. Like, I wonder if she purposely did it to make her stand out. Like, she has one, like, they're just not symmetrical. They're, like, they're very, it's just odd. She has one hanging really low and one really high. And they're, they're super 
a part in it. So I had this joke. I'm like, you know what? I, if I make it as a comic, right. I'm going to buy her a, a boob job, like a oh really good God. boob job. You know, just in case, like, if people do think that it, it was the same person, at least. I mean, my boobs are like, I, my, I don't have, like, the best boobs, but, but it's natural. Like, my boobs kind of look like hers, but it's natural, you know? Right. Like, I have one hanging way down. <laughs> Jeez. Or maybe she got them at anyway. different times, and it was different doctors, and they couldn't just match them up evenly. A- a- anyway, so, exactly. So, so look her up, Sarah J. Oh, I'm sure just everybody be is. To have to, be prepared to have to clear history afterwards. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, did you ever meet her? Did you ever talk to her? Was she, did she confront um, you? Is that why no. too? No. I, okay. And I feel, and I, I used her in my bit like a right. couple of times and I was like, Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be down on her. She's just making an honest living, you know? Well, aren't we all? Aren't <laughs> she, we all? Yeah. She's working hard. She's working harder than most. <laughs> so hmm? I'm just like, ah, oh, just add the Halstead. So there's no you know, there's no confusion. There you go. That works. Okay. So going back to your commercial days. You oh yeah. Commercial. I, I'm still doing commercials. Oh, oh okay. It, it just, it pays the bills. Oh. And, um, yeah, I, I, I do really well. It's a category where it doesn't take much effort. Um, it's the one category that, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I wish booking television roles, took the same amount of effort as commercials but you know some people just have luck in one category and not the other and that's me i just i'm a commercial gal i guess hey like you said if it pays the bills and it still keeps you doing what you love to do why why not Uh, yeah i mean i don't necessarily love it though that's the only thing you know i like like last week i did a commercial for a vacuum brand okay and they were running way over time so they had to cut me and they gave me my paycheck and they said, we're so sorry that it worked out this way and you didn't get airtime. And I'm like, this works so great for me. You have no idea. I'm only doing this for the money. Like I get to pocket the check and my face isn't going to be associated with air Ram vacuum. Oh my God. This is awesome. Well, I was going to ask you right now, what was your favorite commercial? But I guess you just said it. If Oh man. Yeah. I really like when I'm, when, when my face ends up not being associated with the product and they just give me the money. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've done, I've done everything from like coloplast, which is, right. which right. is like a, a plastic device that you shove up your urethra oh so you can properly pee. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Um, I've done, uh, <laughs> I've done, uh, something called the, um, uh, oh man, something lift where like it's a it was a a vibrating device that you that you pin on your lapel and whenever you slouch it makes you sit up straight (laughs) are you serious yeah oh man i've I've done like this you know stuff that it's like how are these people making money like how can they even afford to pay me for this job and that's what i don't understand either okay now being a pessimistic what was your worst commercial uh my worst commercial let's see um, the worst one was, um, and it actually didn't go through, but I, I almost became the face for Astroglide what sexual lubricant. <laughs> and, uh, they, they had hidden, it was like a non-DA, right. you know, a, um, non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. And so they did not, they did not disclose to me, the talent, what the product was until the day before the, um, the 
the day before the, the, sh- the, the shoot. shoot. Yeah. So I just, you know, at the time, if they just weren't paying me enough to do it. You know, it, it was like the money was decent, but to do something like that, it's in perpetuity. That means they can use it until the end of time. Oh, shit. And I, yeah, so I just I just wanted a little more money. And then I thought, well, if I if I book this job, I'll utilize it for my comedy because it's funny as shit, right. you know, to be the face for Astroglide. What a great opener when I walk out <laughs> on stage. Like, hey, you may recognize me. Yes, I am the face for Astroglide sexual lubricant. <laughs> but uh, it just didn't work out. But that was it was a very um, intense back and forth with my agent and me and the client and the the casting director and it was just kind of dumb. Well, you see, I think the universe is trying to tell you something. First, you take the name of a porn star, and then you almost land a commercial of lubricant. Are you sure you're in, you're in the right realm of uh, entertainment I know. here? You know what? I think the universe is telling me, <laughs> and and I like, and, and that's also my my one of my favorite sounds. So yeah, you're right. I think if this doesn't work out, if you know, having my my current the acting and the comedy and podcasting (laughs) if that doesn't work out then i can always become a porn star i think i mean my knees are starting to sag you know like i would imagine there's a there's a sale that can just ship at any or a a ship that sails what is it a sail that ships or a ship that sails anyway you know what i'm saying yeah yeah (laughs) well okay well staying on i guess the porn theme now have you heard what's going on porn steve let's just really let's let's just really i want to go back to this topic and really focus on it well it's not per se porn it's sort of okay put it this way um (laughs) hopefully you don't have any specific type of pictures on your phone and that you don't have a samsung device do you unfortunately not oh (laughs) okay you're safe then because recently it has been found that um these devices like tablets and cell phones that are samsung brand are sending pictures to random phone numbers without even letting the owner know it's been sent how about that (laughs) yeah so it sucks for samsung that's going to come back and and bite them in the ass i'm sure well, especially, especially, uh, like, just think about it. Like, especially in this day of age where all these leaks are happening to all these celebrities. And, yeah, yeah. some of them go through, but you hear, like, the very high-end ones who actually could afford, afford a good lawyer. They go after the people, and those people are never heard of ever again. Ooh. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, Samsung probably uh, fucked up here a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's isn't it crazy, though, like, what... Uh, you know, I, I, I interviewed Alonzo Bowden, uh, the comic, right, uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about Roseanne and just the power of internet and just making the wrong yes. judgment call or just making poor choices. You can't go back. When it's done, it's done. Yeah, that's it. It's it's so true. That's and it. And everyone's at a different stage in their life so who knows what they were going through at that era or whatnot people can change i don't believe no, people I, can change but people can I felt, change i felt sorry for her for about five seconds that's it eh? yeah i mean I, why what do you think about it are you a roseanne supporter no i never i never liked her even before this i was never a fan of her comedy i don't know i just find her annoying i'm sorry yeah nor was i that's really interesting and um, it kind of hit home for me, you know, I, I always felt that she 
was um, uh, giving the middle America a bad name, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I was never a fan either. And then, then the political stuff started to seep in. Yeah. Um, I actually liked her as a judge on Last Comic Standing because I think that she was showing her true vulnerability on that show. She had a soft spot for the comics mm-hmm. and I liked her for a little while, but then she got really political and just started, you know, obviously being a true racist and showing her true colors, uh, when it came to that category and that, that just, she got what she deserved. Well, it's true. And luckily now the rest of the cast gets to carry on because now they rebranded it as the Connors. So yeah. they get to keep all their yeah, jobs. Yeah. And honestly, I did, again, I don't care for her. I, I didn't even watch the original Roseanne. I maybe watched three or four episodes of the original. I knew who the characters were because they were plastered all over TV, obviously. But yeah, yeah. this newer one, yep. I think I liked it better than the original, to tell you the truth. Um. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it. I, I think I saw the first episode, you know, just to see what all the hoopla was about. Right. But, you know, I mean, John Goodman, you can't go wrong. He's the I best. mean, he's just, you know, like America's, one of America's sweethearts, you know? He's just such a, an affable character always. And um, and then who else? Yeah, they, they that, that cast is great. So that was the shame of it, you know, when all of this happened and everyone reacted so quickly. I was pleasantly surprised by the reaction of the network and how and and the timeline of everything. And I think that's I know. kind of the silver lining with everything going on politically in our society is we're doing our best to have high character. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us are anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. And we're always portraying something that we're not to the outside world when we're actually something else. Yeah. Okay, so you don't keep racy photos on your phone. How about streaking? Have you ever gone streaking in your life? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have. I probably don't remember. Uh, I used to be kind of a wild kid. I I drank heavily in my 20s, or no, not even oh. my like late teens, oh, wow. just because that's what you do in Flint. It would not be uncharacteristic for me to have eight beers, like eight cans of Bud Light. You know, in one night, that that would be like the norm. Yeah, and but your your guys your guys Bud Light is like water to us, though. What's the percentage on that? Three percent or something? I'm not sure. And I, now that I think of it, I think it was, you know, like Keystone Light because oh, I think that was cheaper than the Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fake ID. Nice. I was going to to you know clubs when I was underage. I was I was kind of bad. Yeah. I went skinny dipping a lot. I know that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if I went streaking. I really don't remember. See, but women... I, I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> women in general, I find, were often more the ones who got away with getting into clubs, getting alcohol, doing stuff when they were underage. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I feel really fortunate that, you know, back then, roofies didn't really exist. Oh, true. Not really. Not, not the way they do now anyway. I mean, I'm sure that they're, I mean, Bill Cosby's been doing it for ages. So I'm sure that they existed, but it wasn't like a common thing to be roofied. Um, when, when I was, you know, in, you know, early twenties, late teens, thank God when I was going through my wild phase, I mean, I'm still very, very lucky, but you know, it just, it was, it was just beer. 
you know, that was just kind of our thing. And once in a while we would, uh, and I drank heavily. Um, and once in a while we would smoke pot, but I never really took to marijuana. Oh, I see, just kind of stuck to booze. Again, no, no, we're opposites again. I'm the complete opposite. I prefer oh, yeah. to smoke over drink and I smoke more now than, well, actually, I don't even remember the last time I got drunk and I probably have a beer every three, four months, if that. Oh, well, so, I quit drinking beer just because, honestly, because of the calories. <laughs> I live in LA now, says. so um, once, like, I'll only have a cold beer after I go on a hike. You know, like it's just kind of a nice thing to do after I do. So, like, if I'm riding the bike, I, my boyfriend and I, we we like to ride bikes, you know, along the trail and okay. and the sweltering heat and and hiking stuff. And we'll, you know, we'll we'll have a cold beer. But other than that, I just one i think you're breaking oh are we having technical difficulties you know what i i I can't hear you for some reason are you you there can you hear me okay i hear you perfectly are you back Uh oh Oh. you're really broken up oh no oh it's letting me know i have a poor connection now okay hold on if you could hear me this week it's my fault how about now can you hear me are you back you're pretty spotty. Yeah, you sound like okay, you're you're stuck better. in a cave. Hold on. I just heard you sigh. <laughs> Hold on here. Okay. Oh, I can hear you perfectly now. Oh, there you go. I came back. Yes. All right. I'll decide later if I leave all that junk in or not. I'll see how funny it sounds. All right. <laughs> well, I tend to not edit a lot of it out because it, it just makes my job a lot easier afterwards. Oh man, I hate editing so much. <laughs> I, I would rather, oh my God, I would rather jump in a tub of Flint water with a toaster oven and plug it in. Like I, I cannot, I, I cannot, it's just so out of my wheelhouse. I just can't sit there and do edits. I actually hire somebody to do my editing. Oh, and you trust it's them? It's worth the, for me. I just can't, can't stand it. I wouldn't trust them. I, I have a control problem. Are you there? I, oh, here we go again. Did, How else? You know, I do not, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of a dumb podcaster. I have people do most of the work for me. I find that I, I just get so beat after the interview. My interviews are in person. They're at the comedy store. Oh, right. And yeah. the comedy store is producing these podcasts for me now, these interviews. Oh, nice. Okay. It's just been the nicest, nicest change prior to the one that I was doing on my own, drinking during business hours. Right. Okay, well, if you have a reputable company behind the editing, so now then that's good. I split in, it's talent, split out, and it's done. <laughs> Perfect. I can't hear Well, oh. are, are you there? Here we go yeah, again. I'm here. On the road again. Now it's telling me poor connection. Okay. Fuck this. Now I'm switching this up. Because this is just ridiculous. I can't believe it. All right, this should work. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, okay. There we go. It said said that the call dropped, but I guess not. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow, I can hear you really well now. Okay, yeah, maybe it was just something that needed, I don't know, like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, like I said, I just... I, I will do anything to avoid anything techie. <laughs> it's just, it's just not my thing. That's, 
that part of my brain just isn't as, uh, um, it's, it's not as polished. It's, and I don't want to, you know, people are like, well, you should learn how to do it. I don't want to learn how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Why bother if you don't have to? It's so true. I have enough on my plate. (laughs) No, I'm sort of a control freak. So that's why I sort of do it. I wouldn't trust anyone else. Because I'm sort of weird that way. I, I would, like, there's a lot of times where I'm editing and I'm thinking, anyone else would take this out. But you know what? No, I'm leaving this in just to prove the fact that, yeah, I do fuck up and there's hiccups during shit, right? But yeah, there is, yeah, no, I, what can you do? Yeah, but the whole point of bringing up the streaking, as I was trying to tell you, was that recently at a Blue Jays game up here, there was a man who went streaking in the middle of the game. Oh, <laughs> And this is what's so fucked up about this. It was for an $80 bet that he did it. And he's here illegally from Ireland. So now he's probably going to get deported. Wow. How dumb is this idiot? Wow. Something did not connect. Like the X didn't connect to the Y when he was born or something. Like there's definitely a mental... walk in there <laughs> well i'm glad you said it because it's true why would you risk getting deported for fucking 80 dollars or just to prove a point i think that you know he is sometimes like bipolar like if he's bipolar right. they don't think right. about the 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 ramifications of their actions at the time that they do it so he could just be mentally ill with bipolar or he wanted to get caught he wants to get thrown in jail or whatever Oh, so, or maybe he just wants a free ride back to Ireland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe he's really smart, and that then now he has a free ride. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you never know these days, man. People just do whatever. They fucking like. If, for example, it's a buddy of mine. He's going to name nameless because obviously he he has clients and stuff. But he says that he deals with with businessmen, right? And he says that um, like businessmen and athletes. So we'll leave it at that. And he works in downtown Toronto. And he tells me stories of how the the high-end bachelors always have to double-check everything, make sure everything's on point. They have to provide the contraception, everything, because there's actually women out there that do this for a living where they get pregnant on purpose and live just off that salary. Ooh, wow. That's fucking nuts. That's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> or That's it could be fun if you think about it. Work. But yeah. it could also be fun if, if, if he's like a high-end athlete or a good actor or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, to each his own, I suppose. I guess. Doing everything humanly possible to avoid having a regular job. <laughs> you know? You know what? That, now that you say it like that, that is so true. If they were to just to put that brain power towards an actual whatever real job, a nine to five or, or in entertainment, it would make so much more money. Oh my God. That's just crazy. Oh, well, speaking of crazy, how about this one? (laughs) This is just fucking nuts. Okay. Well, obviously you're a daughter of someone, I assume. Cause yes, of course. Okay. So this, I don't even know how to, okay, I'll just come out and I'll just read it and then you'll, I'll let your, your jaw drop and we'll go from there. Awesome. So, a British woman has been sentenced for murdering her father, okay, and burying him in the backyard because she found his stash 
of child pornography that included images of herself. Wow. How about so that? She, so she murdered him and then she buried him in the backyard? Yep. And wow. she got caught. And got caught. You know how she got caught? This is the best part. Yeah. She, she felt she felt so guilty that she went in and confessed. Oh man. You know what? If he didn't raise her so right, then you know, like if he didn't do his job and raise a stand up honest human being mm-hmm. and then she would have, you know, been able to she should have called me. I would have told her because I star in these shows where I play the murderer of oh. these really Yeah. I, I would have taught her I would have absolutely known what to do and so she could get away with it. Oh shit. <laughs> well, you should have really put that out there. Now you're going to get a, a a bunch of DMs of, "Hey, how do I take out my spouse? How do I take out my siblings?" I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. I, I uh, one of the characters I, I star in all of those like true crime reenactment shows for the ID channel. Okay. And when I, when I say all of those, I have starred in all of them. <laughs> oh wow! Deadly Sins, uh, Buried in the Backyard, Three Days to Live, mm. um, Betrayed. Uh, uh, blood relatives, uh, like it just goes on and on. And, um, but the one, the one that was most notorious and that I had such a blast playing her name and they're all based on true. These are all based on true stories. And these are true characters. Her name was Sheila Labar and she lived on a ranch in New Hampshire. Okay. She had stabbed seven men in the head with scissors (laughs) and then buried them in a, wheelbarrow in her backyard wow and uh and i i was she Bar. okay no offense but either she was dating really small men or this woman was just huge she was pretty big and i didn't know how to take that you know at the time when i booked the role Like, whenever I book these roles, it's like, okay, do I get a bottle of bubbly to celebrate, or do I just put my head in the oven and call it a day, you know? Because it's really, it's, yeah, because it's it takes skill to book these jobs. Right, of course. You know, but at the same time, I mean, the job will sometimes, like, blood relatives, the role description was, former town beauty whose best days are behind her. Wow. Like, thanks a lot. Thanks a whole fucking lot when they gave me that, you know. Yeah, um, but there's always makeup and stuff that can make you uglier and older and whatnot, so. They want to Hollywood you out a little bit, you know, so they think that the viewers are going to want, so they'll usually book someone 10 years younger. Of course. With, like, a little bit of a sexier body or whatever, you know. And not that I have a sexy body, but it's better than Sheila Labar, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, it's 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 always, you know, just it kind of like plays a number on my mind sometimes. I, I got hired to do the, uh, the editorial, uh, you know, like the promo for Dirty John. Okay. You know that podcast, Dirty John? No, never heard of it. Oh, it's a really popular podcast. It's based on a true story about um, a woman who was, um, she married this doctor, this young doctor, but he wasn't really a doctor. She was basically just swindled. And and then her daughter ends up stabbing him in the eye with scissors. Something about scissors. Anyway, but she's 59. 
you know, which is like uh, really uh, tremendously exponentially older than I really am. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I was trying not to get offended by it, but right. it's just it's just Hollywood. Yeah, and that is Hollywood for you. Well, this next story, speaking of Hollywood and staying on the family train a bit, I don't know if this is weird, romantic, or again, on the crazy train, but, okay, this is just, uh, okay. Two sets of identical twins have married each other and they married each other on the same day to boot. Okay, so two sets of identical twins. So two married- twin, two twins that are male, two twins that are female, each married one of each other. Okay, but they're not related. They're no, 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 separate. no, no. Yeah, the families aren't related, but they're the two sisters married the same two brothers. That reminds me of the old movie Palm Beach Story. What the Remember heck? how like that? they had twins and they fell in love and. Uh, anyway, or like, maybe it's like a Brady Bunch episode. Remember the double wedding? I don't know. Anyway, I think that's so romantic. I yeah. think that's nice. I, I, I find are that they weird. Gonna, did, did the wedding happen yet? Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I think, yeah, because they got, yeah, they just got married a few weeks ago, a year to the day that they all met. That's so cute. But I wonder how much they really loved, those, you know, their their spouse or how much they did it for like press, you know, just to, just because they're more enamored with the storyline. This, well, this story is in a small town in Ohio. So maybe they did want some press. Yeah. (laughs) That's really funny. But now here's the question. When they have kids, are their kids going to look exactly the same as well? Yeah, I guess they, (laughs) right. I don't know. (laughs) It's so, it, it, like, it sounds incestuous, but technically it's not, right? Well, it's not, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know. I know plenty it, of people, like, even where they've, like, say, for example, I know, like, my brother, okay, me and my wife, if my brother started dating her cousin or something, like, I've been in situations like that where I know people like that, then it's yeah. just, it makes it easier during Christmas because it's a smaller family, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's the one benefit. But yeah, I wonder. But no, the the genome and the DNA shit, they're so complex that there's so many possibilities that I seriously doubt they'll come out yeah. looking exactly the same. I'm sure they'll look somewhat similar, but... Right. But that's, oh, that's so funny. weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just... I, story, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. Again, see, my mind always goes to sexual and I always think that they're having like some big orgy or something for some reason. I don't know why. I bet you anything they're freaky. I bet they get their freak on. Absolutely. <laughs> See, now that's weird. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, yeah. I I mean, my mind kind of goes there too. I mean, they, there's something, I don't know. See, okay. Well, here's my question. Do you have any siblings? What's that? Do you have any siblings? Do you have any brothers? I do. I have an older brother. Okay. He's two years older. And then I have a much, much, much younger half brother who's 15. Oh, okay. See, but see, that's coming from you. For me, I only have brothers, so I don't know what it's like to have a relationship growing up with a sister. So to me, anything like this is sort of gross and sexual. I don't know why. It's just weird for me. Yeah, I I wonder how different you would be if you had a sister. I and I wonder how different I would be if I had a sister. I only have brothers, you know. So it's yeah, it's true. Yeah, I I think that it, it that would have a good you know a that would be a, a big play a big role in how you conduct your mind and life and your character and 
you know, I'm really glad that I had an older brother. I think that he kind of taught me, um, to, uh, to not be a stupid girl. There you go. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. And I'm really grateful. I should send him a thank you note. <laughs> I, I mean, I never had the conversation with him, but yeah, he, he made sure. We went to high school together. We were in the same classes. And oh, there you go. He looked out for me, and he just wanted to make sure that I wasn't one of those girls, you know? Well, of course, even though that's pretty boring, but still, that's besides the point. It's, but uh, It's boring, but it's. I think it does help <laughs> me somewhat, or maybe it's held me back. Who knows? <laughs> you never but, know. That's so, so true. Whenever I meet, you know, girls that make certain choices in their dating life i'm like you know what did you have a brother and yeah usually not usually you know just sisters and so they their game is a little different well of course and i'm sure it helps you obviously i hate to say it but it's true because i always i try and say what's true and i don't care but in a male-dominated place like comedy i'm sure it helps you out a lot it does help me out a lot. I just don't even have, I, I just don't even let that energy come in. I, I'm so closed that I, I believe that I'm just giving off this energy that says, don't even think about it. Of course. You know, <laughs> and I would never, ever date a comic. Not, not even if, if I was like trapped on a stranded island oh, wow. for the oh, wow. rest of my life, I, I would, and if it was just me and a male comic, right. I would not sleep with them. I, I am, I ju- I'm just not attracted to comics. Ouch. Not that I'm a comic or that I care. I'm just saying for anyone else out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, you know, it's one of those things where I just, you don't want to, what's the saying where you, you don't want to eat where you, shit. I'm, where, yeah, I don't know how that you know, but it's it's my safe zone. It's my environment. It's where I just need to. It's my playground. It needs to be safe, and I don't want to risk any kind of quirky relationshipy right. stuff because it will interfere with my focus. No, I don't blame you. It's like even with my wife. If I was, uh, we we we've had this agreement a long time ago that we would never work with each other because we just kill each other. Because you what know is what I mean. Wife Oh, my wife is, uh, she works in an office, but I'm saying if I, if we work the same nine to five type of jobs in the same environment or in the same place, we'd fucking yeah. kill each other. We wouldn't be together because that's just too much. It's too much. Like you it do, depends you, on the couple, but for me, yeah, I, there's only room for one entertainer in the relationship, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't even care how that sounds. It's just, it's a fact. Well, it's true. And opposites attract too. You don't want to be, and it opens branches to other stuff. Like my wife, me and my wife are total opposite. Like we have a lot in common, obviously, because that's what attracted to us to ourselves. But at the same time, we have a lot of different things that we're not in common with. And then we branch out and then we start liking them as well. So it opens other avenues too, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, the reason why I bring up this, uh, this women thing too, as well, it's a good thing. Um, you don't live in Tokyo because uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Well, again, I don't know if you were to ever go into medicine, but in Tokyo at the medical university, officials finally admit that the school has rigged exams so females score under the applicable application desire or whatever. Those misogynistic, primitive, antiquated fucks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, because I really wanted a woman's point of view on that one. <laughs> That's my point of view. 
Perfect. No, it's so true. Like, even all this shit that's going on in the Middle East. Like, there was another um, thread that I saw. I didn't even want to bring it up. But since we're talking about this, I guess it falls in together nicely. That somewhere in Iran, a woman finally is a, a photographer for, like, a newspaper or a journal somewhere. And it's such big headlines. And it's like, okay, I understand you're making the right step towards women's rights. But how fucking long did it take you to get here? What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty ass backwards. It's pretty frightening. And I just really feel very badly for all of the brainwashed women. And that's that the other thing. Just yeah. don't know any better and feel, you know, that they can't um, think on their own. And I, I, I'm so fortunate. We, you know, I feel very, very fortunate. Right. Um, to be born in this pri- very privileged position. Of course. You know. Yeah, I just can't even imagine. And I can't imagine, like, even for a guy wanting to live that way. Like, the men, too. Like, it's just, it's it's such a, a, a horrendous, shameful way to live your life. It is. Like, I always tell my wife, because we, we harp about this all the time, because I want my wife to be independent on her own. So if anything, God forbid, was to happen to me, she knows how to do everything without having to rely on me for anything, right? Yeah. And we know a lot of relationships that it's ass backwards where only the guy, literally, she doesn't know what's in the bank account. She doesn't know the Wi-Fi password. She doesn't know how to set up the TV. Nothing. Like, nothing. And it's like, why do you want a woman that's so subservient that way? Like, you're in the wrong fucking country, buddy. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I don't know. I guess it just kind of makes them feel superior. And they... That's what it must be, right? It makes them feel... It it heightens their masculinity, maybe? I, I don't know. I still say the same thing that I tell my wife. They all have small dicks. Because what other excuse is there? Yeah. And why would you... I mean, women are such a contribution to societies, to the overall growth of the economy. And then, you know, why would you want your, your country to just sustain and not evolve? I know, right? You know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. But I don't know. It's coming from an American woman. Ameri- I am the epitome of American woman, that's for sure. You're Americana. Americana <laughs> um, through and through. Apple pie, Michigan. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of Michigan, let's get into... I usually like to do some dumb laws with my guests. Okay. I pull up dumb laws from usually around the world, around the states, anywhere. It doesn't really matter. But since you're from Flint, Michigan, yes. I'm going to see if I could pull up some Flint, Michigan stupid laws or dumb laws or oh, perfect. crazy oh, laws and then let's see if either you know about them if they're why there is a law for this or if you didn't even know it existed great okay let's see here well in the meantime do you want to plug any shows that you have up and coming while i pull this up so there's no dead air i guess oh sure um i am at the comedy store um, August 17th on Friday in the original room at 7.30. And I am at Laugh Factory Sunday, August 19th at 7.30 in Los Angeles. Um, I am at the Comedy Store um, August 29th in the Belly Room at 7.30. And then I'm doing something really interesting. I'm hosting a... Um, a, a a female, a feminist rock concert at 
a music venue in Los Angeles called Zebulon on the 23rd of August. And these are just really badass women that, uh, three women that are so uber talented and they're going to perform and I'm in between just going to do my funny thing and, and do the hosting for that show. So it's a, it's a busy month. That's good. Yeah. It keeps you away from doing commercials then. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, believe it or not, I, the commercials are usually during the week, okay. and I perform a comedy on the weekends, and then uh, podcasting is on Sundays during the day. It's a full plate. Whoa. It's definitely a full plate. How do you get guests on a Sunday? Because I find that's like the hardest day to book anyone is a Sunday. It is, but you know, I think uh, what we have going for us is, a, well, it's a, a rather new podcast, so I had drinking during business hours. Right. I, um, I had that for a year, and it actually did really well. And those, um, it was a Q and a with creatives discussing their journey while enjoying a great bottle of wine. Oh, and I've been in the wine and champagne industry for, Oh no. Are you kidding me? Did I just lose you? Oh, still says you're here. D D D D do, 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 do. I don't know if I should call back. Oh, just lost connection with her. Sarah has gone missing. So I see how it is, Sarah. Tom, you plug your shit, and then that's it. Leave me hanging. You're leaving me hanging. I swear, it's not my fault this time. There we go. What's up, buddy? Hello. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh, you got to love technology. Oh, I don't know what happened. That was really strange. Um, All of a sudden, it just quit. You know what? I think it was Skype because I honestly, I had four bars this time. I would admit to it if it was my fault. But I kept seeing you're going like my online going on and off and your online going on and off. So it's like as if Skype was logging us in and out constantly. So maybe it was a hiccup on their end. Jeez. Okay. Well, you know what they say. If, if it could go wrong, it will go wrong. So Yeah. <laughs> All right. So keep going with whatever else plugs you got. Yes, please. Okay. Um, so drinking during business hours is on hiatus right now. Okay. Um, and uh, now I have a new project, a new podcast with my with a co-host, comic Jimmy Shin, a really talented uh, comedian and producer. He has a Netflix special coming out called Walk of Shame. W O K. Oh. Um, he's just amazing. He's also a booker at the Comedy Store. Okay. Hollywood Improv, um, and he he was on my podcast, and we had like forty thousand uh, streams, and we just did we, it just did very very well, and everyone was saying, you know, you should do something with Jimmy Shin. You guys have great chemistry, right? So the the Comedy Store has a beautiful studio in the basement, and they they revamped it, and, and it's this really nice new studio. And they invited Jimmy uh, to uh, to record a podcast, and he reached out to me and knew I had experience with it. So we're doing it. It's called Jimmy and Sarah on the Sunset Strip. Our first guest was Bobby Jean Brown. She was the it girl in the 90s. She was the star of Warren's Cherry Pie video. Okay. You remember that video? Yeah. Kind of young. And uh, she was engaged to Tommy Lee. She was on Star Search 13 times and won. Oh, shit. Um, 
she was on Married with Children in the 90s. Oh, she then was, I must know uh, her. And now she's, she's reinventing herself, and now she's a stand-up comic, and she's also a, a novelist, or not a novelist, but she just wrote a memoir, and it's on the bestsellers list, and wow. she's a very, very interesting person. So she was our first guest. Our second guest was Sean Kerrigan. Um, he's about to be a movie star. He's a he's on American Vandal. So right now he's a TV star and a comic, okay. but right now he's filming um, uh, uh, Ferrari versus Ford in Montreal okay. with Christian Christian Bale and uh, Matt Damon. He was our second guest. Our third guest was Alonzo Bowden, who won Last Comic Standing. And, yes, I'm familiar with um, him. So, yeah, we're... So going back to your question, because we, we film on Sundays and it is difficult, especially comics. Comics don't get out of bed, you know, until like noon. We had Jamie, Jamie Kennedy mm-hmm. on the, uh, Jamie Kennedy's like, you got to move it to one, dude. I'm not going to be there by noon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah it, it's, but I think the reason we're, we're, we're in talent um you know, for our interviews is because it's the comedy store right. and it's a name. And I think, you know, it's just a little easier so far. This, this podcast is a lot easier than uh, drinking during business hours. So I'm not sure, you know, uh, I'm just going to kind of see where everything goes, where, you know, just kind of feeling it out and, and seeing where it leads. Of course. Why not? At least again, it's another option that you leave open, right? Yeah, Exactly. And, you know, I really—I don't know about you. I really like podcasting. Oh yeah, I love uh, it. Do you like it? You yeah, because I do a lot of again. I I do everything. Put it that way. I book the guests. I do all the social media. I do the editing. I do all that stuff, right? So for me, it's almost as if it's a full-time job. So it keeps me busy throughout the week and connecting with people yeah. online and talking to new people. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. And why is it called Da Podcast? Because my last name starts D A. So it's it's a little riff on that because originally the podcast started with me and my cousin, speaking of millennials, he was a young 20 year old. So it was like the point of view of a millennial versus a Gen Xer. So we really had good chemistry, but unfortunately, like a true millennial, he got bored quite easily. So then he ended up stopping and then I just, you know what? I like doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it on my own. Oh, how long have you had it? A year and a half altogether now, I believe it is. Yes. Fantastic. You're, you're a fun show. Oh, thank you. Well, here comes the fun, even the more fun, or it might be embarrassing for you. So I got the Michigan laws. I couldn't find any oh, Flint cool. laws, but I got Michigan laws, and we'll end on this, and then you could plug your social media, and I'll let you go. So cool. I'm just going to read them off. I really didn't read any of these, so we'll see how dumb or how stupid, whatever. I'll we'll, we'll see how this goes. If this is fun, we'll keep going a little bit. If not, then we'll just stop right away. Okay. Okay, this... this I guess it aligns with the Me Too thing, but adultery can be punished after a complaint from victimized spouse. Oh, I don't, I don't think that that's good. punished in what capacity? In, in pretty much saying that you're guilty right away just because your spouse said so. So no law, no court, no nothing. That's it. You, you, you get punished. But I don't know what the punishment is. I don't know if these are just tickets, if these are fines. I don't know. Well, that's not very fair. There should be, you know, thank you. There right? should be sufficient proof. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's a dumb law. I, I give that dumb law. This is pretty stupid. And now this is why there is. I'm sorry to say, because we don't up here, guns aren't legal. So this is why there's a gun problem in the states. 
Anyone over the yeah. age of 12 can get a gun license if they haven't committed a felony. That is beyond stupid. <laughs> that is, uh, and that is how it is in Michigan. And, you know, it's it's because of hunting. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm sure that that's how this was initiated. And we have a, an, well, we have a deer problem. It's, I know it sounds oh, like an excuse, but right. our, our deer are heavily, heavily overly populated. So hunting is a really big sport in Michigan. So I don't disagree with people having guns uh, for the sport of hunting, right. but I absolutely believe that they should be over 18. I, I don't so believe yeah. young men under 18 should have a rifle in the woods. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's that's pretty stupid. But hey, again, it's I, I've already had my rants about guns. It's all because there's so much money involved. That's the whole reason, right? But oh, absolutely, I'm very anti-gun. Okay, good, I, good, good. Yeah, I'm very, very anti-gun. But you know that that's their excuse in Michigan. It's about hunting. Well, this next one's pretty cool. I don't mind this one. So it's illegal to have sex in a parked car unless it's in your own driveway. Oh, well, I guess it depends on if it's day or night. (laughs) Well, if you want to get freaky, you're more than welcome just to go outside. And if you want, put on a show. As long as you're on your driveway, you could do whatever you want. Well, I think that there should be an amendment to that law, um, or an addendment, rather, not amendment, addendment, um, that the the couple has to be hot. Almost choked on my coffee. <laughs> wow. And I thought men were the ones that were that thought that way. Okay, I guess not. I just don't want to see an old, like, ugly, you know, cellulite, nasty, hairy couple, men and women, like, getting it on, you know, like, in front of me while I'm trying to get around them. But, you know, it's the same thing, though, as nudist colonies. The people who are going to do this aren't hot, good-looking people. Because hot, good-looking people, you got to pay money to see them. Yeah. They, they won't know. give you your freebie. So nasty, I know. Well, speaking of nasty, this... Um, wow. It's legal. So this is a legal thing that you could do there. It's legal for a farmer to sleep with his barnyard animal. Well, sleep or have sex? This Well, I'm looking at this list. It's pretty PG-13, so I guess take it as you want it. But either way, I'm, are, are you sleeping with a horse? Well, okay. If I were, um, if I were like a little girl and my horse was my world, like my pony, I would absolutely have a little pink blanket beside him and I would probably sleep with him in the barn. Like, I can see where a kid would do that because they love their horse so much, but in a very non-sexual way. Like, I sleep with my cat, I sleep with my dog, I slept with my pet bunny rabbit, whatever. But if it's, like, having sex, that should be, they, oh my god, that that is, I, oh my god, really? And that they had to, you know, what the really frightening thing about that is that they actually, uh, they actually have to put it in writing which is validation that people are doing it. (laughs) Well, that's the whole thing. Or it's happened at least once to somebody and they were embarrassed by it. Oh, my God. 
Well, here's an interesting one. You could take advantage of this the next time you're in Michigan with with uh, your significant other. On Sundays, a man isn't allowed to scowl at his wife. I had never heard that. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's when you drop all the bombs is on a Sunday then. Keep them wow, all in. I'm absolutely, yeah, my, my honey, he's coming with me to Michigan oh. at the end of October, and I'm actually going to share this law with him. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm absolutely okay. <laughs> it's a lot of... Now, you know, we're, we're in the beginning phase of our relationship okay. where we don't scowl yet. Right. But I'm, I'm sure that will come in handy later on. Yeah, because I noticed most of these laws are usually about something feminist or, or manly or something. Like, okay, we'll end off on this one. This is just stupid. Just going back to, again, having a woman that's subservient to you. Women cannot cut their own hair unless their husband says it's okay. Michigan law. Yep. Are you kidding me? You didn't like that one, I assume. <laughs> Is that really a law? I'm just frightened. That scares the living bejesus out of me. That that's actually a law. Well, okay. Sorry. Are you making it up. No, I'm not. I'll end on this one because I just found one even better. This one's even better. This one I could get behind, especially. But then again, it goes back to being if you're a good-looking person. Police have the right and must inspect all bathing suits in public. Wow. Talk about corrupt police. Well, that's Michigan. Wow. Inspect bathing suits. So what does that entail exactly? Well, use your imagination. How much is there to conceal in a bathing suit? You know, wow. Hey, it it goes both ways for men too. So if you're a woman police officer and you're out there strolling the streets and you see a guy in his, uh, in a swimsuit, Hey, you have more, more than welcome to go up and check out his package, so to speak. You know, um, the, the problem with, with a lot of these rural areas in Michigan is there's just no one that I would want to do that I would that I would want to approach and check out his package. <laughs> oh, wow. They're pretty much the same caliber of people that would be found at the nudist colony. Oh, there you go. Well, I guess that's why you left, right? Yeah, one of the reasons. <laughs> well, my friend, I have to wrap. This no, I was, just, I was just going to lead up into it and say, plug, plug your shit, go away, whatever else you want to say. The floor is all yours. Yeah, well, I plugged my you know shows, my upcoming shows, and then my... my um, my social media, I'm on Sarah J. Halstead on all social media platforms. That's S-A-R-A-H-J-H-A-L-S-T-E-A-D. Um, I'm really big on Instagram. I love my InstaFam. And, uh, and I'm getting better on Twitter and uh, Facebook. You know, uh, I don't have a page or anything like that. I think that's really narcissistic. Oh, well, yeah. But yeah. And then, and then for my podcast, Drinking Dream Business Hours, available on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, Jimmy and Sarah on the Sunset Strip, available on iTunes and Stitcher. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you once again for coming on. Be cool. I try. Well, it, I am up here in Canada, so we have to be cool. You are cool. <laughs> That's a lame you're, joke. You're cool I'm sorry. Dude, thank you so very much for having me on the show. You're fun. And let me know when it comes out, and I'll give it a blast. Not a problem. Thank you so much again. We'll have to do it again sometime in the future. Yeah, 
yeah, let's get together in Toronto. I'll buy you a beer. Uh, has to be something else. It's going to be legal by the time you come up here because we did pass the law. So on October, I believe, 13th or 14th, marijuana is legal as a recreational substance. So you could actually That's go right. buy you're, you're in the stores. Marijuana. Okay. You, I'll, I'll get, I don't know anything about it, but we'll go to one of those dispensary stores and Perfect. maybe you can find something for lightweight, very, very lightweight people that are afraid of marijuana. Like it, it, that should be like a, a title, lightweight parentheses, people that are afraid. <laughs> you know what? If they want to capitalize, I'm sure they'll do it. Perfect. Okay, Thanks again, Sarah. All right. So that was Sarah J. Halstead, ladies and gentlemen. So you can see very cool, very laid back. Those are the type of people I like to get on the show. Uh, you know, I've reached out to other people. They've said no. So they're fucking stuck up. No, I'm joking. Um, what else? Oh, there's a few other things I wanted to bring up because Sarah, again, her, as you can hear by her schedule, she's a very busy individual. So thank you again for giving me an hour of your time, even though, once again, a little bit of technical difficulties, not too bad, but just a little bit, a little, little bit. That doesn't even make sense, but a little, little bit. Okay. So last week I talked about McDonald's, right? The fucking whole scam of the Monopoly pieces that some dude or some ring won every single fucking, what's it called? Every single prize leading up until this year, since it came out in whatever year it was. And of course, shitty people always get everything handed to them. Don't they? Don't they? Maybe that's why I'm trying to be shitty because maybe I'll have stuff come my way. But apparently Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have teamed up and have gotten the rights to come out with the McDonald's Monopoly game scheme movie based on it. <sighs> Seriously, I'm sure it's going to be a good movie and I'm actually interested now to see how they pulled all this shit off, but come on, man. Well, at least it's something original. It's not a fucking rerun. I was going to say a repeat. It's not a rerun. But yeah, I just want to bring that up since uh, last week... Ooh, I brought up McDonald's. I just wanted to see if, um, not if, just wanted to see that, or, oh man, you see again, peeps. You see, as soon as the guest goes off, I get out. Usually it's the other way around. When people have guests on, they get tongue twisted and they can't speak. But when I have guests on, it's easier, again, just proves the point that it's easier to talk to someone instead of talking to yourself, being crazy on the fucking mic this is the fucking crazy train all aboard that's hurting but the challenge the kiki challenge in my feelings challenge whatever the fuck you want to call a challenge that everyone's doing where everyone is walking beside their car and doing the kiki dance while the kiki song is on right i don't know why you just didn't call it kiki no one really knows do you know it as in in my feeling song probably not it's probably the kiki song anyways this is pretty cool in egypt you are now, if you are caught doing the Kiki challenge in public, I guess there's a huge demand or a huge problem with this in Egypt. So shout out to fucking Drake, local Toronto boy, doing his thing worldwide that he's reached Egypt and there's such a big, huge thing about Egypt doing the Kiki challenge that now, now you are charged $167 and a year in prison. For doing the Kiki Challenge. <laughs> what? Good. You know what? Good. 
Because everyone is like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you get rid of all these stupid people doing these stupid challenges and getting hurt and what's next and this and that? Find them. You see their Instagram account. You do background check. You knock on their door. Here's a fine. Come with me. You're going to jail. (laughs) Wow. But again, you can't really do that here because of the fucking laws and shit we have in place. But yeah, that's it. Oh, actually, I have a story of the week. Actually, something fucked up happened this week. Okay. Bringing back the story of the week. Eh, it's a little tidbit, again, just because I had a guest. I'm, I'm saving my meatier, juicier ones when I only have a guest on for, like, half the show. But, so, why do I always say but and then so? Fuck. Anyways, last week, I was out with my wife, and we like to go to this Italian bistro slash hot bar slash hat table whatever the fuck you call them where you go in and they have all this italian food it's like a restaurant but it's more of a takeout type deal right it's like like a buffet buffet no it's not french it's like a buffet and phoebe buffet maybe but it's a buffet and then you pick out everything and what you could either eat in or take it to go right and i like to take it to go because i'm weird i don't like to eat in public anyways so we're at this place it's an italian place in the toronto area i don't want to give it publicity because they're not paying me so but they have good shit, they have good shit, anyways, I'm waiting in line, and first of all, some dude in front of me, holy fuck, I don't understand why people do this, because obvious, how do you not know, this guy literally dumped half a bottle of, no, a fucking full bottle of cologne, my nose hairs were fucking burning, and I have big nostrils, so that means I have a lot of nose hairs, I lost like half of my nose hairs that day, from the fucking burning sensation of this fucking guy's old ass fucking 1970s cologne that literally smelt more like vinegar than it or maybe it was a combination of his fucking rotten ass smell and the cologne and that's what made the whole thing cause like it was a what's it called what do they call it a chemical reaction his fucking sweat and spew of his body with the cologne made a putrid fucking smell that literally burns like when you mix certain agents together you know they always say not to mix certain solvents when you're cleaning and shit for that reason Okay, this is what probably happened to this guy. So, people who know me know who I, what I look like. Like, one of my co-hosts says, Pedro, I have a 70s vagina face. And I usually shave my head, or I have it stubbly. So I look like, literally, a hobo. Or a very angry hipster. However you want to take it. One or the other. Angry hipster or hobo. So usually people don't talk to me in public. Which, again, as being a person who hates people, love it fantastic i don't mind i don't need strangers talking to me anymore and the only strangers who talk to you are crazy people so this ties in great with all the crazy people that we talked about this episode so dude turns to me must have been like 70 or something popping his collar wide open he didn't look italian and he didn't have an accent so i don't think he was italian i think he was just like pure mungie k canadian and for my american listeners yes before i get back to the story thank you To all my West Coast listeners from the San Jose, the San Francisco, and the LA area for bringing this podcast up and having it above everyone else because for some odd reason, you are my biggest followers, even more so than locally here in Toronto. So now I got to explain some Canadiana on you. Munji cake is a term that we call white bred canadians okay that's it plain and simple 
We call them munji cake because, I don't know, because they look like a munji cake. Don't ask me what a munji cake is, whatever. We just call them munji cakes. Or cakers, for short. So, where was I? This man. He was either, he had to be a caker. But he had his shirt down like he was fucking a pure gangster with his white hairs coming all out. And I'm about 6'2", six, 6'1 six, and a half, whatever. You round up, so I'm 6'2". This man must have been like 6'4". Looks at me. Maybe that's why he talked to me, because he's, whatever, we're on almost eye level. Looks at me. Did you hear about those dogs? No, sorry. Sorry, rewind. You know what he says first to me? Do you like dogs? Without hesitation, I look at him. Nope. Look right back at the food. Thinking that, okay, you know, this guy doesn't want to talk to me. Whatever. Oh, well, I tried. Nope. Looks at me again. Taps me on the shoulder. Did you hear about those dogs? In my mind, I'm like, here we go. Like, why? Why is this man fucking talking to me about some dogs when I told him that, no, I'm not interested in dogs or that I care about dogs? Mind you, I do. I don't mind dogs. But I'm telling this to this stranger because I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> so he keep, proceeds to keep talking to me. And he says, oh, did you hear about these dogs? There were seven dogs that were left on Manitoba Island. I'm like, what? This guy just goes right into his story. Like, no preparation, no nothing. Like, didn't say that this, whatever. And so, like, like I told you, this was like a week ago. Or as I'm saying, sorry, I still thought Sarah was on the line as if I'm telling a story to her. But as I was saying, just went right into it. Seven dogs on Manitoba. And I'm like, no, never heard of it. He's like, yeah. So they found seven dogs. They must have been there like a week. They were about to die, but luckily someone found them and no one knows how they got there. So now they're dubbing them the Gilligan Island dogs or something. And apparently they named each dog after a Gilligan Island character or writer or producer or whatever. I don't fucking know. I'm like, why is this man fucking still talking to me? Again, this is what's going through my mind. If it was any other person that I knew or if it was someone that knew me that I was telling me the story, I'd actually be paying attention. But this fucking complete straight... What, you have no one to fucking tell to this? You can't tell this to the woman behind the counter that's about to serve you? Why the fuck are you bothering me? Anyways, keeps going on. He's like, yeah, it's a shame. No one knows how they got there. I don't know what's going to happen to these dogs. Like, I was expecting this dude to start to cry and then, like, start hugging me or something. That's how fucking the vibe I was getting off the man. Luckily, our order was up. My wife calls me over. I was like, all right, let's go. I was like, all right, sir, take it easy. And just left. And then, here's the fucked up part. So, as I'm doing, like I said, as I go through my notes, as I go through my research, I go through the fucked up news outlets that I go to to bring you this entertaining podcast that I do, don't I stumble upon the article of these puppies stuck on fucking Manitoba Island? This was like breaking news. This man must have found out right away that this happened and literally just wanted to go outside and tell someone. I don't even know if he was there to grab food, tell you the truth now, thinking about it. Because it's not like he was looking at food. He was just so enthralled in me telling me this story. Because I already ordered. He was next in line. I didn't see him order shit. So, whatever. That's my beautiful story of the puppies stuck on Manitoba Island. But they're actually cute puppies. And again, I don't know why someone would do this, but... And the funny thing is, it's such a remote island that there's no habitats on it. So to even find these dogs, you know, well, I guess there were seven of them, lucky number seven, right? There you go. 
Well, hopefully, guys, you enjoyed another episode of another comedian, of another funny person, of another wonderful person, whatever you want to say. I don't care. I try and bring entertaining, enthralling podcasting. I was going to say at its finest, but that doesn't even make sense, does it? Okay, now I'm just mumbling on. Let's wrap this shit up. So, you can find me, Instagram, Twitter, Finga Styles. Email me, thepodcastdap at gmail.com. What else? EMZT Radio, listen every Sunday. I am on their podcast block, Potter and Family podcast block, as they dubbed it, and between the time of 1 and 6, usually around 3.34. That's what I've been noticing. Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes. You could subscribe, rate, review on all those platforms. That would greatly appreciate me, especially you, you fucking Torontonians. Not the ones who listen. The ones who don't, well, then again, if you're not listening, then you won't hear this. But if you are listening and you're Torontonian and you knew a Torontonian that used to listen, smack them up upside the head. Why the fuck aren't they listening? Fucking local people can't fucking support local talent. Yeah, I said it. I'm a local talent. Crazy train. All aboard. Podbros Network. Go to podbros.com. Find my podcast there with a slew of other podcasts. If you shop at Amazon, go to podbros.com again. Click on the Amazon banner. It takes two seconds. Free of charge. Helps them out. Poppyapparel.com. If you are a woman listener that's just listening for the first time because of Sarah J. Halstead, thank you very much. But you could go to poppyapparel.com. It has everything, every needs, every style, every type of anything for women, clothing, apparel, accessories, probably shoes, I don't know, hats, who knows, scarves, bathing suits. If you're a cop and you want to inspect them, you could buy some women bathing suits there. And if you use the promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D, you get 10% off, and it's free shipping worldwide. So no excuse for all you international listeners. Once again, international listeners that I really appreciate because you're the ones who are listening. Fucking Torontonians. And that's it. I guess that's everything. She's Sarah. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.